I looked at my boss. I said, I just can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I think I'm going to start my own company. And as the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm going, what am I even saying? This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, executive leadership coach, and author of the Be a Badass Six Tools to Uplevel Your Life. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you integrate who you really are with what you do. I call that living a badass life. Are you with me? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm so glad you're able to join today. My guest on today's show is an amazing founder of her own business, Kimberly Alexander, Inc. And she is a growth strategist and transformational speaker for women entrepreneurs. She's the founder of the Results Map and the Grow Grid programs and has worked with several multi-million dollar organizations as an expert in leadership and professional development. Kimberly has worked strategically with entrepreneurs to identify opportunity and take action for further growth. We are so aligned. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. She launched her best-selling series in 2014, first with the results map, business and life strategies to get what you want in 2015. The results map for women in business. Kimberly is married and a proud mother of two girls. She has a passion for hiking in beautiful Colorado and living a life of purpose, balance, and meaning. I cannot tell you how excited I am to share this conversation with you because she and I, again, are so aligned and we just have a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy. Hi there. Welcome, everyone. This conversation today is going to be epic. I cannot wait to share Kimberly Alexander with all of you. Uh, She is just one of those people that attracts energy and gives so much energy. So welcome, Kimberly. I'm so excited to have you today on our podcast. Oh, it is such a thrill to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. You know, you and I could talk for days and hang out and and just keep like figuring out new strategies on how to help people rise up, which is just so much fun and why I wanted to share you with everyone that listens to to this podcast. I'm curious. And I think it's probably best for you to actually share how you came to be running your own business and what was the the trigger that made you say, you know what, I'm going out on my own. I'm going to build something that is going to help impact other women in business lives and, and really share how you've been growing and what you're after, I think would be really great for folks to understand. Wonderful. Um, well, I was in the uh, corporate world for a little over 25 years. Um, I'm one of those crazy people that absolutely loved it. I mean, I, I really, truly loved it. Um, I was blessed with great mentorship and um, really had an entrepreneurial spirit most of the time I was there. And so very grateful for for the experience. But um, I was um, a traveling mom. So I traveled about 80% of the time. And I had a two and four-year-old at the time, uh, two little girls and loves of my life and this amazing husband at home. And, you know, you on, on paper, I had it all. But, um, you know, um, I was dying on the inside. I mean, I was losing my sense of self. Um, I 
was everything I swore I never in my life thought I would be. I was a terrible mom. I was not a present wife. I just, um, everyone in my life was falling by the wayside. You know, everything was number two to the job and loved the job though. Um, Mm -hmm. And so um, one day I came home and um, was just so tired, but I saw that my daughters had done the sidewalk talk um, on, you know, our brilliant, our brilliant ones, these works of art for my two and four year olds. And they, um, I parked the car and went on the driveway and they had driven uh, drawn um, a daddy and two little girls and virtually left me out of the picture. And I was, uh, you know, not to sound too melodramatic, but I mean, virtually fell to my knees and it was just that, you know, kind of kick in the teeth that I had needed that uh, my daughters were virtually, I mean, just forgetting that I even existed. And cried for cried for days and thought there's got to be a way to to um you know really truly have it all and we can and so I wrote a, a series of of exercises of how can I cut how can I, I be more effective what are some of the things that I can do to you know show up 150 percent at work and 150 percent um in my life and I actually did write a program to that and it changed my life. It changed those that were in my team and so on and so forth. And um, loved it so much, took it to another company and this program really built businesses and changed lives and kind of rediscovered myself again and really understanding um, what I would put up with and what I wouldn't and what was acceptable and what was non-negotiable. And so um, that to this day is, is a program and a book called, I call it the results map. And it truly saved my life. And um, so I figured, you know, flash forward, I'm at another company. So I'd written this program and I was at this other company. And before the year had even started, I had 18 trips on my calendar for, for the next year. And I thought, I looked at my boss. I said, I just can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I think I'm going to start my own company. And as the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm going, what am I even saying? <laughs> I think subconsciously I, I thought I was going to do this. And so six months later, you know, looked up and, and here I was. Um, I took, every, took everything I loved took everything I knew that built business and um, also true empowered women and started my own company. And that was six years ago and I never looked back. So here I am. (laughs) You know, I love it because it, you know, the training and development that occurs in corporate in large corporations or even all sizes of corporations sometimes is lacking, you know, in consistency and, and it, what's, brilliant about what you did and and now have created your own business is that you created a framework for others to step into and and say hey this is not enough and i want to still grow and i still want to commit to this amazing company but i need more and then so you like you created that program you you tested it on somebody else's dime really which is also really smart because we we need to yeah it's the best way to kind of test your theories and you know, while you're on the job um, as a leader and you have that autonomy to do so, but also because you got to, you, you had a, a great audience, right? It was like a, a focused audience to really test your models out with, to then decide, okay, sure. now it's about my products, my services and my life to find that alignment, which I, which I really do love about the growth grid and the, the results map, because you, you have productized something that so many people need in order to focus, but you also now in your company, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, you know, I know you just had two retreats with, 
with amazing women and how you've taken what you started with as a program, as a full-time person and now launching your own practice. But now where is it and how do you offer your program and services today? The retreats were, were wonderful. And, and thank you for asking. It's, um, you know, knock on wood, 100% breakthroughs, which we're, we're really excited about. And one thing I find with women entrepreneurs, especially, and, and maybe it's just women in general, is that we don't stretch ourselves. Um, you know, we claim that we're breaking the glass ceiling. We don't. You know, we really play it safe. And, you know, one thing that I really feel called to do um, on this planet is to, you know, really instill in women that they can be great and show them how to do it and really to stop playing small, stop showing up small. And um, and it doesn't mean playing small means that we're going to be, you know, the next Tony Robbins and we're going to be on international stages and we're going to be in, you know, filling amphitheaters. That's not what playing big means or what playing small means, but it means stretching yourself to, to your fullest capabilities. And, you know, when you um, feel like you're being stretched, could you just go that other half inch more? Mm. And it's, it's where I find that's where the sweet spots are is women blow themselves away all the time. And what I like to do is really stretch and challenge women entrepreneurs that, you know, stop playing small. You know, you've got some big things to do in this world. If you know that you've got, you know, a product or a methodology or um, any fundamental learnings or whatever that means, you, you know, you're, you're here to do great things in the world. So do great things in the world. And, um, you know, a big message takes usually big investment and it takes not making six figures. It's, it's take, it's usually it's, it's a few hundred figures over and over and over again, just to fuel the mission. And so, you know, if you really, I I find most of my audience, they're women that want to do big things and they know that they can change lives. And, um, it's really putting your head down and doing the necessary work to really, break through those barriers and, and show up, show up larger than, than you are. And it's scary. And it's, uh, takes a lot of courage to do that. I find that women play it safe. And, um, you know, this, I think they're saying this is the year of the woman. So it's, you know, time to to show up and really do your thing. So that's, that's what, um, you know, from the retreats and on is, is, um, what I um, actually just did, but um, one of the things that I mean, I, I am I'm really excited about is to build um, a platform to serve as many women as possible in varying different experiences um, with very uh, varying different budgets. I don't feel like just because someone has two dollars to invest, or they might have two hundred thousand dollars to invest. Either way, if someone raises their hand and, and wants to do great things, um, I want to really serve them. And so my my company, it's it's it, my company this year, I don't know if this is answered, I'm kind of long-winded question, but my company this year a really big shift. We're in our sixth year, uh, which I cannot believe. I feel like it's like the 60th day. This is sixth year. It's like more yeah. than the last six years ago. Um, but my company has been in a big shift this year. And um, it went very, very high-end price points. And um, I'll never forget, um, a few women came to me within a week's time. And I usually, my, my power of three, if something comes to me three times in a row, I need to pay attention. And so uh, they said, you know, I'm saving to work with you. And I thought, you know, that just doesn't sit well with 
me. So did some market research and, and lo and behold, you know, there, there aren't, um, th- there's trends in high end and there's trends in being an affordable brand to serve many. And so um, I have actually done a big shift this year and, and I do um, offer lots of things on, on how to work with me personally, but then also to how to um, really get the information and the steps one, two, three um, out in the world of how to really help people so they too can share their message with the world. So we're in the process of doing that right now. Talk about courage, Kareen. Oh my God. I know, I know. When you when you when that light bulb goes on and then it's the action of putting it out there, right? You you walk the talk. I mean, it's exactly what you're asking your clients to do is like step out, stretch, play big. You know, so how do you want to scale your own business is something you're always thinking through. And, and what's great about the clients that come to our respective businesses is that we learn every single time we interact with just one of them. There's a lesson in what better can we be doing? Who else can we serve? How else can we expand? You know, which I love. Yes. And one of the things I, I love is that I that I share a lot is listen to the yeses and the no's. You know, a lot of lots of times it's, well, I'm not going to fix what is it broken. It's like, well, I'm not asking you to fix it, but why is it working? I mean, and I always say question everything, whether things are working or not, question all of it. Cause let me tell you. Two thirds of my business, Kareem, no joke, exists because my clients asked for it. Mm-hmm. And you've got to serve the way your clients need to be served. I mean, it's Completely. never about us and it never should be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, y- you know, there, there's about two thirds of the things that I do. I mean, gosh, in a perfect world, I would be in a three person mastermind all day long. <laughs> And it's just not how you can serve the world. And so um, I do enjoy everything that I do, but I have um, other, I'm more of that boutique, small, intimate, one-on-one, cry together, kumbaya, but that's not how you're going to affect lives across the country, across across the world. And so if that's um, your goal. You know, that's my goal. So all the, so really the things, I mean, I'm building this huge academy right now as we speak and it's, not my most favorite platform. I'll be, I'm one of those, I'm probably more transparent than I should be, but it's how I'm going to be able to get out to the world. And my audience is asking for it. And so give the people what they want and, and really pay attention to the trends, the learning trends, um, what's hot, what's not. I mean, so, so much of how I have scaled my company is because I listened to my audience. And a lot of times many entrepreneurs don't. Well, and I also think you have a consistent investment model too. So, you know, yeah. as we all start, right, we don't have much when we're launching our own businesses. And I know you have a story to share there too, but I, I think what I wanted to bring up so that our listeners really get this point is that when you're going for personal or professional development or business growth management, you need to carve out an amount to invest in, in order to grow year over year. So for for me, my example is that like I literally each year based on my earnings, I take a percentage of what it is that I earn. I say, this is for my growth. Similar to how you do it for charitable donations. If you start getting in the habit of increasing the investment in yourself year over year, your bottom line increases as well. Like it's it's an amazing model, right? And for you to be listening to those who are demanding more and want to invest, but might not have it just yet and figuring out ways to still reach them and have that impact. 
I mean, that's, that's just badass. Like, that's awesome because you're listening, <laughs> you know? Thank you. And I cannot even stress to you how excited I am that you brought up the investment piece of it. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge way of how you can stop playing small. And I am, I mean, again, broken record, but how I have grown so quickly is because of investing. And you know, one thing that you really need to understand, because I'll have a lot of people um, ask me, well, what comes first? Do I get my website? Do I get a coach? Do I get, you know, what do I get first? You know, kind of that what comes first, the chicken or the egg, you know, the, the, the coaching or the website, what comes first? And, you know, one thing that I found is that women, um, well, I, I keep focusing on women entrepreneurs. That's your business. Yeah. But what I find is that, it's very hard to make a very, you know, up to $25,000, dollars $50,000 decision or a $2,000 decision. I mean, it's, it's very hard to make that important of a decision when you don't know where your business is heading. And that might sound very simplistic, but most people think, okay, so in the next six months, here's what I'm doing. You really want that one, one to three year strategy on what that looks like. So I am always investing for what I need the next year. So what I know I'm going to be launching in 2019 is what I am being coached on now. Right. So a few years ago is when I launched, you know, my retreat and my live event platforms. And I knew that I could not do it by myself. I knew that I needed a dedicated person to do that. And so I took out my big investment for the year was in my staff. Yes. So I took out a big loan that I that I have like since paid off, but um, you know, I I actually invested in in staff and in people in labor that year. I hired consultants and I hired employees, and um, because I knew it was about a year in the making to build out a five a, a few five star platforms, and I couldn't do it by myself because I was the people and the vision and, and the, the content. content. Exactly. Yeah. Nine people in the face of the company. And so I took a loan out to, to hire staff. Um, I've taken a loan out to hire, um, I mean, to build out, you know, the, the academy I'm building out now. I mean, it's a, it's a massive investment. And, you know, I'm five star, don't do it. And so I, I have invested every single year. Um, and then I also will invest sometimes it's, it's deeper learning for myself. But every year I do something from a personal development standpoint every single year. It could be personal, it could be professional, but I need to continue to grow. And so I just recently have gone to, sometimes it's a coach for a year and sometimes it's an event, yeah. you know, sometimes, or it's a couple of events or a couple conferences. Um, I have invested in myself when I'm feeling that questioning the, the universe type stuff, yeah. like why the heck am I doing this? This is so, this is getting real and really hard. Um, I've invested in more of um, inspirational, you know, that will help me get through those tough times that I'm questioning, why am I called to do this stuff? Because man, it's damn hard being an entrepreneur and you've got to have grit and you've got to be a badass or it doesn't work. That's why I love your badassery because it's... <laughs> got to have that grit in you. Yeah. So in any event, it's how can you make these decisions when you don't know where you're, where you want to grow in three years and that strategy can change and it's okay. Mm -hmm. However, 
if you're going to be making, taking out a loan or, or making wise decisions in your business, there's got to be a rhyme and a reason to it. And the last thing, and I'll get off my investment soapbox, but there's got to be a plan to it. There's going to be, there's got to be a strategic why to it, but you've also got to have that plan of how you're going to pay it off. Yes. And it's kind of uncomfortable for us entrepreneurs, but there's got to, you know, you've got to build it into your budget. Yes. I have found that, you know, I could, um, yeah, I could get the loan. Could I make the payments? And it's that wishful, if I get 10 more clients or if I, you know, max out and fill this one thing, I can do it. Well, that's really, that's really gambling with some serious stress and putting your business under. So it, there's got to be a financial and strategic game plan around investing. But if you do it right, I mean, I've, I've taken a loan out from the 25 to $50,000 range every single year. And I pay it off every single year. And I wouldn't be here if I didn't do it. And it's not, I'm not saying go max out a credit card. I'm not saying a business loan alone and go have fun. But if you really want to do this thing, it takes investment in yourself and it takes investment in your business growth. So thank you for bringing that up. No, of course. With me. Well, it's, it's so important to dialogue on the financial side of business. Um, Because if you're, if you still have struggles in personal finances, right? Like, let's just say, you know, you're on that ledge of going from full-time working for someone else and you want to go do your own thing because you want to go after what you're passionate about. The number one thing that stops people is that safety of the cycle of the check, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is constant. It's, a, it's, it's its own habitual form of safety. You think that check is guaranteed. Well, now, you know, there's so many layoffs and companies just hiring big and then firing big. And then and so there's no security in anything you do. So right. the, cal- the calculated risk-taking you're talking about and also the strategic understanding of what does it take to actually grow and strategize about the growth of your business to warrant the investment plan. No bank is going to give you money unless you have a plan anyway. Like You have to prove to them that there's a model that's gonna they're going to get the return from. Of course, your credit and all that comes together too. But I do think it's something worth dialoguing on because it, it's... Even the small investments and the personal development to get a stronger money mindset to then launch into how you would manage your your personal finances, your business finances, and what to ask for, I think is so needed, um, especially for women in business, because it is not something... Yeah. And we all, I mean, all of us, men and women, have the capacity to understand finances. And if you don't, then you go find the expert and you learn, you know, like that's the side of my house that I'll delegate to the experts, but I do have a savvy financial mindset. I just need to make sure that someone else is also looking at it. So I'm not, they, they are the experts to give me the gotchas, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's so true. It's, um, you know, getting away, like you said, the security of the W2 and the, um, I still to this day miss that corporate American Express every once in a while. Oh yeah, me too. And, and the paid oh, trips. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I see that, you know, they're beautiful write-offs now. Like it, I, I have an honor now to take those trips and write them off, you know? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Well, and one of the things that one of my uh, mentors had, had shared with me over the, uh, the last 
few years, um, which was game changing in my perspective on, on things is that go get a credit line and credit line is one of the best ways to go get a credit line when you don't need a credit line. Mm. Because usually when you need investment is when you generally can't get it. Yes. Whether you need working capital, whether you need, you know, you've kind of hit that wall and you need that extra, you know, kind of that extra revenue or working capital to get to the next thing yep. is usually when, um, or you can't get the amount that you need. It's like, okay, I need 25,000. Well, we'll give you 5,500. How about that? It's like, that's not going to do anything for me. And so what happens is, um, entrepreneurs, I've seen so many clients almost go under from they'll so then they go and get five fifty five hundred dollar loans, mm. and then all of a sudden they can't make the payments, and they can't. Right. And it becomes this um, their growth becomes um, a, a massive stress that could take them down. And so right. it's getting getting the money when you don't need the money, and being very smart about that. You can get the money and let it sit there because. Yeah. It, you don't pay on it unless you pull from it. And so a credit line is really smart to do. And, and if you use it here and there, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. So you have to use it a little bit throughout. I mean, I've used my credit line when I haven't even really needed to. But then if you use it and pay it off and use it and pay it off, then your amount can increase. Yeah. So when I went to launch this academy, I um, side note too is that I'm not meaning to turn this whole thing into finance, but it's such an important it's thing. Such an important thing, like entrepreneurs. Yes, you don't ever. If you've got a special project, or you've got something that you're building out, or something that you want to test, I highly recommend any programming beta testing it for a year to make sure that you have the numbers and the metrics and that it works. Yeah. Um, but if whatever it is that you're doing of why you would need working capital, you, you know you want to make sure that. Um, number one, you can, I mean, do the math and that you can make the payments, but you don't want to um, use any kind of a massive project with your existing cash flow. Yes. You don't, I mean, oh my gosh, you don't want to disrupt your cash flow. Mm-hmm. So if you've got something that's going to cost an extra thousand dollars a month, use your credit line, use 0% interest credit card, whatever that looks yeah. like. Um, but be smart about it because you don't want to disrupt that cash flow because that's when you really get in trouble. Yeah. So well I think it's also just the money management with purpose is not mm-hmm. something that many people are familiar with thinking about. I you know money management with purpose. Oh that yes. is good. Yeah, because if we if we look at I mean I if I think about my own financial story and the examples that were shown to me growing up and then the credit card lessons I had in college where yeah. it's like, oh what what is this? Like you just handed me this card. I'm just gonna buy stuff, you know? And then the payoff of that and the earnings, like it it there's there's so much ebb and flow when it comes to finances. But yes. when you can do it. Uh, a map with purpose. So for example, every single big change I've gone through, I'm a spreadsheet junkie. I will jump into Excel and I will map out like what, what are my necessities and what do they cost me every month? And I put like January, February, March, April, like I put the year months, wherever I'm at in that point of time in columns. And then all my rows are like the the must get paid expenses and then my income. And then I look at what's extra. 
And then I'm like, okay, well, what's extra? And then I also look at, I reassess my expenses. I say, well, do I really need to spend that much here, there, et cetera? But I'll then start to shift and say, okay, I want this big thing to happen. And I know it's going to cost something to make it happen. I'm going to have to invest a certain way over time. When will the extra, even if it's for some of you listening, even if it's like the extra is $20, right? Yeah. After you've put money into savings, et cetera, and you collect that $20 for the months ahead. But if you see it, if you see it written out in front of you, now you'll have a focus, a purpose as to how you spend every day and where that money's going. And a lot of us don't get that lesson, right? right? We, we jump yeah. into this hand to mouth situation and then we get into trouble or we get credit cards and go buy the luxury items when truly we haven't earned the luxury item yet, you know, exactly. So it's an amazing, exactly. um, habitual thing. And I know we could, we could definitely do a lot of coaching on this for folks oh. listening, but I love that we brought it up because it's so important for folks to think about and find the right strategy that works for them. And then yeah. when, it, when it's also, when it is women in business, and I love the tip you gave about the credit line, because so many people yeah. are afraid of debt, even though they create the debt every single day in their fulfillment bank. Right. Right? Like there's debt showing up there in that fulfillment bank when you're not going and investing in the things that fill you up. So I love that you brought that up because I think it's something that we can continue to dialogue on and, you know, have you on again and we'll go through that. But it's just so great. and, And I can't wait to hear the comments and feedback on this topic because so many people need to talk about it. Yes. And, and, it, it's, and it's, it's just not talked about. It's no. just not talked about. Yeah. No. So, so when you think about your journey, right, and where you are now, um, and now that you have a team, because that's the other thing that a lot of women in business struggle with is like they think they have to do it all, and they might hire a service here and there. And I'm, I am a, a victim of that mindset too, because I am capable. Right. And I know that I could, I can, of course, do it all. But like my theme the last couple of years has been in order to grow myself and what I truly love to do and fills me up, I need to find ways to delegate. Right. And I need to find the people I could trust to do those things that are aligned with my value system because that's, that's basically qualify the people you want to work with. But now that you have a team and you're leading a group and you're, creating that presence in the market, you know, what are the characteristics you would love that your team would say about you as a, as a a leader in business in the, in the company that you run? Oh, um, well, you know, one of the things that, um, is huge with me in, in having a team and if I could just do a real quick side note, you know, it's, it's cause people always wonder, do I need a team? Do I not? Can I be a solopreneur? And you know, we are experts in, you know, why we got into business in the first place is what we're the experts in. And just because it's, you know, you decided to be a business owner doesn't mean you know how to be a business owner. And uh-huh. there are about 90% of all these other skills and education that we need to be bus- really strong business owners to really grow a company, grow a brand. I mean, I always say, you know, anyone can launch a brand. Very few can keep it. Because it it takes such a skill set to be a really strong entrepreneur. I mean, it's there's you know CFO, there's CEO, there's there's marketing, there's branding, there's strategy, there's all these different things. There's communication and sales. There's 
There's all of these different things that, that we need. And we just got into our business just to, to go help people with what we're great at. And there's all these other things that we don't think about that we need to know. And so one of the things, first of all, to really understand when you need to bring on a team and when you need to start building it. So I've got about eight people on my team at this point. Now, six years ago, I didn't have that. I mean, I didn't even have half this three years ago. I mean, it's, you grow into this stuff, right? I mean, I've got, I've got a full-time employee and then I've got um, everyone else are consultant based, but they are at a very consistent weekly part-time level, um, anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week. So it's a pretty dedicated consulting team. Um, and then we're looking to bring on a couple more employees, full-time employees by the end of this year, which is... Right. I'm thinking of federal taxes. No, I I understand, girl. I understand. (laughs) So, um, but in any event, um, so it's what you want to think about is um, whether you're ready for a team or not. Is you should write a job description for yourself every single year, and looking at does your job description mirror what you are trying to accomplish. So, just say if you are a sales coach and um, you're doing all of your own social media you know, is number one, are you showing up the right way in social media? Um, And number two, is it hindering you from building your brand and serving your audience in sales? You know, is it holding you back from actually growing your brand? And it's it's really hard to first determine what that looks like. So, I mean, from a team standpoint, without question... If, if you're not a social media expert, you have no business running your social media because it's such a racket these days. Yeah. Uh, we'll hold the podcast around why you shouldn't do your own social media, but don't yeah. do, that. I mean, $250 to $400 a month and it will grow your brand. So you can do your thing and you must have a VA. I mean, there's a lot of other behind the scenes stuff that you need, but you must have a VA. You should not be running any of your administrative anything. And so really create that job description and what that looks like. And your goal as a CEO is to get every possible over time, get as anything task driven that can be delegated, that doesn't have to have your hands on it off your plate. So um, my right hand person, um, his name is Blake. He's uh, my director of operations and he virtually in essence has grown to a point that he runs the company and our team reports to him. And so really things get to me. In fact, they prefer that I be out of things. They prefer I stay out. Um, I'm not invited to a lot of meetings. <laughs> it's awkward at first, but that's fantastic. I love. And so that's what I found is that, you know, you should goal yourself to eventually create directors in every area of your company, you know, so I've got branding, I've got marketing, I've got sales, I've got all I've got customer service, I have all these people that are consultant based. I mean, they sign NDAs and contracts, all that good stuff. But they virtually what I found is hire the experts, pay for the expertise, and let them do their thing. Uh-huh. So if Blake and I decide that we want to change up our, our communication or our follow-up strategy, we will virtually go to our market. We have independent marketing directors uh-huh. and we'll go to her and virtually get permission to change things right. because these we give her um, the reign to, to do that. And so what has happened is that it allows me personally and what I do 100% 
what I got into this business to do in the first place is 100% of my role. Mm-hmm. Being on a podcast with Kareem, like that is like leveraging and growing the brand is my job. Yes. And serving my audience is my job. And that's where it stops. I mean, my my team does everything else. And, and really understanding that to, to stop playing small, solopreneurs should go out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It's even if someone is helping you 10 hours a month is that have that strategic plan of every year how to get more and more of those duties that can be delegated off of your job description so you can do what you are great at and let everyone else do that other stuff. I think there's an importance too of understanding the framework you're trying to play within. You know, so in order to enhance that job description that you're talking about, it's to understand all the jobs required, you know, to service your client base. So sometimes it's also taking a a level up outside of your own service knowledge, right? Like what you're bringing together as a product or a service and saying, okay, what is it going to take to be the highest performer in this realm? Like what's that framework and how do I want to play within it? Because a lot of the times I've coached people where it's like they fall into roles thinking they have to, and then the fulfillment factor goes down. And then it's a matter of then realizing, no, this is what I truly enjoy. This is the role I want to play and go find those experts in the arenas that you don't want to really play in, but you know have to happen in order yeah. to build your business and your brand. So I love that as a tip. The other thing I was thinking while you were, mm-hmm. while you were sharing that is the price per task. So again, talking about back to the financial mindset, right? Yeah. And, you know, things about like, it's as simple as, you know, like cleaning my house, right? Like I'll just go into like personal life stuff where it's, you know, the task of cleaning my house at that, that task at my rate is a totally different price point than the task at someone who does it 10 times better than I do it and actually asks for less, you know, at that time, but it saves me and allows me to invest in my business time and my, my relationships. So we're not nagging each other because someone else is cleaning, right? Like, but but that's important too. And in that realization of just because you can, doesn't mean you should in your business. One of my favorite sayings. Yes. (laughs) Saying a lot. It's so true. I, I so love you for saying that because we feel obligated to do these things. Uh, Yeah. My, um, my, I have a cleaning lady and I actually in the last six months have had a a food prep. Mm. Uh, Oh, that's the best. She does all our grocery shopping and then she comes and she food preps for the whole week. And, um, and I, I mean, I've heard you say like, I got my Sundays back. Sundays errands she she does all that for us and we're really trying to eat healthy and and do that living thing and um it's game-changing for me because it's you know as an entrepreneur we work hard enough as it is right and we should we're, we're in this to live the life that we you know choose to live and you know i i i love the costcos of the world but every sunday i don't want to be there so um so we just got and and it's amazing, Kareem. Like she's she's a hundred dollars a week, mm-hmm. and you know four hundred dollars a month. Okay, it's an investment and though. I in your lifestyle, like you had said earlier, like I made some adjustments, and 
we don't even miss that $400. And honestly, it's worth every penny to have my Sunday with my family exactly. is being in the kitchen cooking. So right. Right. And, and you make. Yeah. And your kids, let, I'm sure, appreciate it too, because you guys love hiking and going out and enjoying, you know, yes. all of what Colorado offers. And then, and it's also where they are in their age, right? Yes. Teamville right now. Exactly. Household. And yeah, and it's, and we do, I mean, we really have just uh, such a blast together. And I, I had, I had said, oh my gosh, it's, I've got not six more years with, with my kids at home. I have six more summers and it's like, we just want to pour into them and have tons of fun and go do cool things and, and not be chopping onions in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's beautiful. I mean, there's so many services coming out now too. Like you can have everything prepped and mailed to you with recipes, but I I love the, the, I just want to make sure our listeners hear that it's, where again, it's that purposeful money management. It's, yes. it's buying yourself the time sometimes, right? Like yeah. it's investing in, in those activities because just because you can doesn't mean you should. And getting that prioritization of what you're trying to accomplish is so important to then say no to certain things and then say yes to the right things. And for the others, delegate. <laughs> you know, like, delegate I, I am the queen I mean I will go and I will look at my my uh, my calendar for the week and if you know if there is anything that can virtually be taken off it's it's taken off and if that means that I delegate it to someone on our team and I'm that means I get to binge watch Netflix for a day yeah. fantastic because that yes. that's me taking care of of myself too. And I love the work I do. And and I truly love to work. I mean, it doesn't, I've heard that like, if you, if you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. And I, and I always thought, okay, I get that. I get that. But, um, you know, it's, it's still a job and I'm still accountable, but it, it really is true. I mean, I just really, I love the work that I do so much. I don't feel like I'm ever working, but there's also something too, to be said when you're not accountable to email 24 seven and right. your phone 24 seven. I get sick of the screens, quite honestly. Totally. I, I get very overstimulated by it. And I need a few days to power down and be my own person and go hike and go garden and yes. go be just Kimberly Alexander, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that we forget to really take care, good care of ourselves and, you know, honor, um, honor ourselves. And, um, you know, honor the people in our life. And, you know, sometimes it takes hiring some of that stuff out so we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, I've never thought in my life, it is a treat to do absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm happy to pay someone, you know, over here to do some extra things for me so I could just chill out and, and, you know, and, and then you come back even better. So yeah, and you've earned that right. Time to learn that though. I mean, it totally does. The hustle, that, but I tell you, once you get here, it is fabulous, and I just, I just, I just love it. So Uh, yeah, I mean, you you've earned it, right? Like you you've you've created this space for yourself and navigated through understanding what doesn't work for you and what does, and I think that's the journey. You know, like I mean, oh my gosh, I mean. 
a few years ago, I mean, I was diagnosed with almost adrenal failure. Um, I've hit burnout a couple times in my career when I'm talking, could not get out of bed for a week. I mean, didn't have the physical energy. You know, I've hired a nutritionist and um, I need that accountability because she said, you know, she says, Kimberly, you have two, you have two um, switches on and off. It was like, she goes, you don't have dimmers. You have us on and off. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's been, I mean, true transparency. I mean, it's been, um, I love that you brought this up, Kareen, because it's been a big challenge in my life to, I used to be that yes, yes, yes person. And I want to, and I can help everyone and putting myself absolutely last on the totem pole. And I thought self-care, self-care was a luxury. And you know, when you look up and it's beyond pushing through it, when your body just says, no, like done. I, I've, I've had some health scares because I'm such a driver. Pretty scary, you know, when you're looking in the mirror going, oh my gosh, I feel, I just feel like I'm dying here. Yeah. And so um, I've had some pretty good wake-up calls in the last few years that, you know, you've really got to take good care of yourself and have really strong boundaries in your business and strong boundaries in your life. And it's okay to put the, to put the phone down, yeah, you know, it's okay to power down and yeah. not be living on the screen. I mean, I just get tired of the screen. And so when I am feeling that overstimulated, I'll power down. And you know what? The whole professional development world doesn't just shatter, you know, no. it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's so true. It's so true. I leverage airplane mode on my phone all the time. Oh, yes. All the time. And I also silence all my devices. Like, yeah. even I know we should, it's like if I'm looking at my phone and it rings, I will pick it up. But most of the time, all you listeners and whoever, you know, else in my, in my network, like if I'm not looking at it, it won't get picked up because I'm focused on what I'm doing. Yes. And, and there's a, there's a value in that, that fills me up. And I love that you bring up self-care because it's the number one thing I focus on with, with my own life, but also with my clients too, because I had a scare early in my twenties and which landed in the ER and I, and it was all due to stress and overcommitting and saying yes, and a very toxic environment. And it was a total wake up call. I, it didn't really fix it for probably another like seven years, but I knew that that environment wasn't right. And I fixed that environment at least to, to better find a better match for what all that I was doing. Because I, as overachievers, we will always push hard, yes. push hard. If we want yeah. it, we go and get it. If you can overachieve in personal care, you will even get 10 times more in your life <laughs> because and you know, I'm really to take care of yourself for you first, right? Yeah, and I'm really bummed that it took me four decades to figure that out. But well, you it know. did. It <laughs> didn't ride you to your grave, right? So you right, exactly. Yeah. I think I caught it just in time. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, it's it's really really viable, and especially what I what I found, you know, looking from a even from a business standpoint is. When I really looked up and started taking really, really good care of myself, lo and behold, my business exploded of course. in a way because of course. I was showing up. It's interesting. I was showing up less hours, but getting more done yes. because I was so filled up and I was rested exactly. and I was overworking. And, and um, 
you know, I, I tell my clients, you know, a waiting list is a great thing. You know, there's times when I've had for any whatever thing I was doing, I, it's okay unless, I mean, I, I, I wish I could help the world all at one time, but I've, I've put some strong boundaries on, I can't have more than so many one-on-one. I can't have so many revenue streams running at any one time because I get really tired. And so much of what I do, um, a lot of what I do can run on its own without me, but then a lot of stuff in my business, I must be present. And I have finally realized, you know what? So this year I'm like, Oh my God, I can't, I mean, it's just, it still blows my mind for me to even say it out loud. But I mean, I cut my revenue planned by 60% this year. Mm-hmm. One big in part because of the, the big shift that we're making, but it's one of those investment years back and take two leaps forward. And yes. I just realized that I needed some breathing room to, to make the shift, but also to, to take care of myself in the interim. Yes. And so, I mean, strategically plan to cut 60% of your company's revenue. I mean, it's a really... And it's been hard at times. It's been really scary. And, um, but never once did I question if it was the right thing because, um, because you've got to show up a hundred percent. It's what, you know, I love the fake it till you make it or, um, all these things that people say, uh, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of do everything half-assed until I can really like show up. And it's like, all right. And I, and I will turn around and say, all right, well, would you hire someone? Knowing that they were half-assed, would yeah. you hire them? No. And they're like, well, no. And I said, well, then why would any, you expect anyone to do the same for right. you? Right. And so no half-assed allowed. I mean, it's yeah. it's all in or forget it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, for that very reason, so I could get really um, in that strong space again. Yeah. And also to launch our new platform, leap back to do two leaps forward. So yes. it's, yep. it's like... Ah, but, it's, but that's you. But so, so that, that, that anxiety or the, the shift, right? I yeah. bet you that, that 60% less or, you know, that you're in is still that 40% remaining is still probably a stretch because yes. you are an overachiever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I mean, more still, realistic. Still, yeah. My calendar is still filled by, of course. but it's, um, you know, you sit back and look at, um, it's the right thing to do. And I just realized, um, you would ask about team. Again, we can just talk forever. Um, team going back to like, um, you know, what do you, what do you look for? And it is, it's those, it's, um, first and foremost, it's, it's core values. It's, um, I always try to live my life on the advice that I would give the people I love, my clients, my, my peeps, right. Um, core values, culture, um, is, is massive. And, and, and my culture is, um, that, I mean, this might sound, I hope it doesn't sound corny, but I mean, loved and appreciated and that you have a voice and yes. your voice is heard. I want to hear the, the greats and the not so greats. And it's like, all right, well, um, in fact, every time Blake and I go through any kind of a platform, any kind of an event, any, anything that we do, it's, we always say what worked, worked well, what did it and how can we be better? Yes. And we will have team meetings and we will talk about that, what worked, what didn't, and how can we be better next time? Yes. Um, always sitting in the chair. Um, I will always, any, anytime I ask anyone of anything, 
I will physically, in essence, sit in their seat of, okay, from an ethics standpoint, is this right? From a culture standpoint, is this right? And and we will ensure that, I mean, I consider my team part of my audience. Mm-hmm. And do they feel loved? Do they feel appreciated? And do they have their voice? I ask for my clients to have their voice. And that's all we want. I mean, we're really just in this thing together to do really great work in the world. And our team is our family, period. And so when I go out looking, we also have a partner team. Um, When I go out looking for partners, we first determine, and and in our team as well, um, we determine, you know, what is the needs of the business? And what do the audience, what does the audience need? And at what level of expertise do they do they need? And then when we determine that, we then go seek out the expert and not the person to fill the seat. We seek out the only experts on on my team. And I always aim to be the dumbest person on the team because that means, you know, my team's going to elevate me. That's right. That's good. I don't know. And so, um, you know, it might sound a little kumbaya, but it, it really... No, it, that's a strategy. That's a, that's it a, does. It works for us. And, um, and um, Kimberly Alexander, Inc., I mean, it's it's um, what I strive for, for my brand to be known for is, number one, um, if you want to come and really learn how to really grow a phenomenal brand and business and how to really... But building it to scale. That's my big thing is you want to build a brand to scale it. If you want to do that, people want the one, two, three, four. So my style is very how to, and I'm very, my brand is known for that. If you want to know how to do something, you will get the steps and the whole purpose of why you have to do it. And you have to do everything. There's no fluff with me. It's like, you have to do these things to grow. Um, So it's, it's knowing that you're going to get those steps and that you always get the, the double the experience for what you pay for. So it's, it's very five star. It's very feeling appreciated, feeling like that was worth every darn penny I just invested in. Because um, one of my worst fears, it's a true fear, is that someone would feel that they didn't get what they paid for or they weren't delivered upon or um, it was just okay. Right. We like to blow people's minds. And um, so, and it's really, it really matters to me. Yeah. And what I encourage in my clients is it's, for them to matter to them too. And I always say, take care of the peeps, the brand will grow, but you've got to take care of the peeps. And that's what we're here for is to, is to change the world one life at a time. So yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, and the fact that you lead by example and you've put all this to practice in your own life, it's not fluff by any means. It's yeah. actionable, which I love. <laughs> you know, because that's me too. It's just like, what you know, where, where's the plan? The how-to questions come all the time. You're helping them get clarity on the why and and really being clear on the role they want to play. I mean, it's beautiful. It really is. Thank you. Thank so you. as we as, as we close out our um, chat today, because I'm sure we'll have several in the future. <laughs> um, so fast, Kareem. I know it's so fast, but there's going to be many more. I, you know, it, this is. This is for us to give some crumbs to our listeners as to like all that we do and especially what you put out into the world. And I just want to thank you for 
for joining me today and also giving me of your time because I know how valuable it is, but the beauty in all that you're doing and basically holding that space for those women out there, women in business, because that's your target market, to, to help them propel into who they are meant to be based on all the practices you've put in place, but formalized it for them to actually jump in. So thank you so much for putting your gifts out into the world and, and, oh, thank you. and, and being the company that you are. <laughs> and just let folks know, how, how would you like them to connect with you, follow you? Like what platforms are you on just so that, so that they can reach out as well? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Um, well, everything that, um, any way to connect with me, you just go to my website, KimberlyAlexanderInc.com, where you can find the links to all my platforms. I mean, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so on and so forth. Um, all of my links are on the grow tab of my website, along with videos. And it's, it's a whole learning library that you can tap into there on my website. So those are all the great ways that you can connect with us. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of yourself with us today. And we will definitely talk soon. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I loved it. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of your Badass Journey podcast. Great. Take care. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.